Welcome, Brady, to the podcast. I see that you've got your coffee in hand. You're going to laugh Always. at this one. There you go. So, I have Starbucks with me. And it's funny. That's I had, okay. Um, it's still coffee. <laughs> yeah, it's still coffee, but I have a, I have a reason why I have Starbucks today. It's pretty funny. You're going to laugh at this. So, I wanted to test out the, the Apple Watch Ultra to its, like, full extent. I know. You're rocking yes. one, too. I love it. Yes. It's, it's my favorite <laughs> tech right now. And I, yeah. I'm like, you know, I have to try it out. I have to pay with my coffee. I was at the drive through I have to pay uh, for my coffee using the Ultra. So I had I had the uh, the Starbucks app installed. And it's nice and bright. And it's like, oh, this is cool. I've never done this before. But I was also a little bit embarrassed because it's like, it's convenient because because I'm in the driver's seat, right? And I, I literally just have, and my watch is on my left hand. So I just reach out and they can scan it. So it's super convenient, much more convenient than actually giving your phone to them and opening up the app and all that stuff. So oh, yeah. it's convenient, but it's also the most pretentious thing I've ever done. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I, I, I can't say I'm not there as well because exclusively when I go to Target, I don't bring my wallet. I don't even pull out my phone for Apple Pay. It's the same thing, double click the wrist, ding, and you're out. Yeah, it, I, yeah. It, I just um, felt a little embarrassed. The future and it's... We are. <laughs> yeah. It's embarrassing because it's, um, it's a new watch. So it's almost impossible for people not to notice it. And sure enough, oh, of course. I kind of hit it I know it's not possible because you have to show the, the screen for them to scan it, but I'm wearing long sleeves today. So I was, it's partially hidden like this just to see if anyone still notices it. And of course, the, the, the guy was like, hey, is that the new Apple Watch? I'm like, it is. And then he goes, <laughs> how do you like it? And I'm like, it's great. It's actually a really nice watch. And then he follows up with, ah, yeah, I'd love one, but I just can't afford it. So I'm like, how do you follow up a statement like that? I'm like, yeah. I, don't, I don't know what to say. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> I just kind of smiled and I said, um, yeah, but it's a really great watch though. Like if you want watches, like it's, I, I, I really love it. And that's probably the best that, way to follow that up. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like if you feel it is expensive, but it is a great watch, but I did feel like an idiot a little bit. But I had to try it out. I had to try out the uh, so I can say that I actually used it because people are asking me in the com in the comments asking, "What's it like to do this with a watch? What's your experience like?" So I wanted to try to do all of that as much as possible, aside from actually climbing a mountain or go scuba diving, which I will yes. <laughs> never do. So, and that's why I was so I. I actually got asked about it for the first time uh, the other day by a friend of mine. I went over to his house to to. You know, say hi, hang out, and then also I'm moving soon, and he had a bunch of boxes because he just moved, so he's second-handed me the boxes. And he goes, dude, what are you wearing? Like, he didn't realize it was an Apple Watch because, like, if you don't watch the keynote and you're not in tune, like, it looks like an Apple Watch, but it's yeah, it's not bigger. quite the same design language. So, yeah, I had to explain it, and it was like fireworks were going off, like, whoa, like, that's cool. <laughs> Um, I think that's why I, I like I, it so much. Yeah. Yeah. And even I am not using this to its fullest extent yet. I'm not a climber or a triathlete or diver, but I do go camping for, you know, three, four days at a time. And this battery is insane. 
it, absolutely insane. It's great for workouts too. I love that I can press action button start my workout right yes. away. So I'm this is my favorite piece of tech Apple has released since the 14-inch MacBook Pro of last year. Isn't that crazy? Uh, that 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 Yeah. It's surprising that they literally just updated the Apple Watch, made it a little bit more robust, bigger, obviously, and called it a day. You know what I mean? If you really think about it, like the, the features for regular people like you and I aren't that much compared to a regular Apple Watch. But it was it's like enough new design, for us. bigger battery, honestly. Yeah, pretty much. And it's yeah. like for us, that was enough for it to be our favorite. So, so that to me, that just kind of proves that, first of all, the Apple Watch in itself is already a great product. And if you can improve on that product, even incrementally, I think, people are going to love it. So the, the Ultra, I love the, the screen, how big it is. I actually love the way it looks. The flat design of the screen is amazing. And I think for people who like watches in general, like you and I have loved the Apple Watch for, for years, right? I, the only oh, reason yeah. I stopped wearing my Series 1 was because I loved it so much, I stopped wearing my analog watches, which kind of sucks because one of the, the things that I felt um, that the Apple Watch was taking away from me was that feeling of, I guess, individuality, if that makes sense. Because everyone that I come across has an Apple Watch, and the only thing you can really change is the, the band, which is still great, but you all look like you're wearing the same thing. So that kind of a little bit turned me off of the Apple Watch, but I didn't want to take it off because it's so convenient, it was so so great. So since then, I've been wearing my analog watches, and since they announced the Ultra, I'm like, this looks different enough for me to actually like consider it again. And I have yet to see another person with an Apple Watch Ultra. Actually, I just came across a, um, a content creator over like two days ago and he was wearing an Apple Watch Ultra and he goes dude you are the first person I've seen other than myself who is wearing an Ultra yeah <laughs> and he goes to the gym every day and he says he gets compliments from gym rats like all the time they're like that's a really nice looking watch and so I think that speaks to the uh, the you know some people might create call the design a little bit crazy for Apple but it speaks to it, right? Like it's enough yeah. to, to garner attention. Yeah. And and you know what? It's funny you mention that because as much as we don't like to say we're materialistic people, at the core we we all are in some sort of fashion, unless you're Matt Diavella. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> but the the design is starkly different enough for the average person to actually notice it and you feel better about wearing it but even for me on series seven with always on display like i liked the fuller screen watch faces the ones that you know had the full bleed color because you could notice it more from afar than you could just like the infograph or whatever that was just all black and it that's that sounds so silly but i enjoyed the aesthetic of that like you can see in the camera I'm holding the ultra and with the wayfinder yeah. watch face you can totally tell it's a watch it's not just a computer yeah. on there tap the screen and it's a full bleed color display I it, it might be vanity but I love it. it it just it adds that character that personality and then when I want to be a little bit classier I'll switch over to like the California face and that white yeah. ceramic and that that yeah. really does it it it's crazy it's crazy how a bigger screen and you know, a a different casing essentially can really change the whole 
outlook of this product aside from all I the think, other outdoorsy features yeah i think the the fact that they they didn't shy away from using actual materials to showcase a product instead of just covering things up with screens because that's kind of like what people expect from tech companies right more screens bigger screens everything from monitors yeah. to screens in cars and it's it's kind of hilarious that the the companies think that that's the way right like that's the way to go where when people especially for cars people are asking automakers to not put screens in their cars or at least yes. not make it the dominating feature we're looking for the for the physical knobs right so with apple they could have gotten like a bigger screen maybe or covered up everything but the fact that you can see the case the the titanium case and it's just it's just really really nice because like, it feels like a mechanical watch even though it isn't and i just saw a picture of the pixel watch the new one it's great i mean <laughs> yeah. aesthetically speaking it's you know some people like it that's definitely one watch that i probably wouldn't get because it just looks like a big bubble it's just it just yeah. looks like one screen and that's what i don't want to wear on my my wrist like I, uh, just a screen. i get what google enough. was trying to do with the pixel watch and some people love it good for those people i just think in light of everything else going on in the industry google could have really done something a little bit more exciting to push the watch space the bezels are super chunky it visibly looks like a smartwatch or like a pebble watch uh from those back in the day i don't even know if those are still a thing um but it just it lacks character it just yeah. looks like any other generic smartwatch i think i think that's the thing i think you hit it right in the head maybe that's maybe i'm not so exposed to all the smartwatches out there by the way i, I had the first generation pebble watch <laughs> i used to did love you? that thing i, I did i yeah. wanted and that back in the day <laughs> yeah i, never I had got the first it, generation yeah it was cool because it looked different it's not yeah. the best looking watch but because it looked different enough like i thought it was like you said it, it had character and that was interesting enough for me to wear every day and i so i had that um but i think you hit it in the head when you said that it looks like any other watch because when you look at the pixel when it's not on it literally just looks like any other smartwatch. Like it could genuinely look like a, a you know, one of those like uh, the off-brand watches that you can find on Amazon. But the Apple Watch, even if the display is off, or the Ultra at least, it distinctively looks like an Apple Watch. So that was you know exactly pretty, what it is, right? Yeah. yeah. So the Pixel, it looks like a screen that's just off. This one still looks like a watch. So I think that's just, again, aesthetics, it's always gonna be subjective, but I, yeah, I didn't really, I was kind of disappointed when I saw the Pixel Watch. I'm like, oh, it's a big bubble. <laughs> but you know, that doesn't mean that it's a terrible watch. I'm sure it's a great watch. Um, oh yeah. I have to, maybe I have to try it out. Maybe I have to try it out because there's a couple of like Android devices I've been wanting to try out and really share um, my thoughts and experience once I, once I tried it out. But we'll you know, see. and I think like Google's name of the game is it, they are a little bit different than what we're describing uh, because Android's so diverse and you can really choose whatever you want in terms of phone and software. I think the, the big hitters are Samsung and they obviously push every feature they can imagine. And if it sticks, they carry it on. If it doesn't, they scrap it. And 
they have some funky designs like their entire lineup they have completely varying different designs so i think with Samsung being that big hitter, being very diverse and different, maybe Google's selling point, their method was, well, why compete with Samsung in that space when we can have something minimalist and clean? It might not cater to Michael and Brady, but it might cater to the more minimal, conservative approach person, you know? Um, yeah, yeah. It just doesn't mean totally. it's for us. We're not trying mm -hmm. to talk bad about it because, uh, yeah. Pixel's great phone. I've used a Pixel before. They're incredible. The cameras are amazing. So I'm sure the watch is too. It's just, it's for a different market, I'm assuming. It's a different market, yeah. And it's also interesting to see how some of these companies tackle projects. Like you said, like Samsung and Google, they like to experiment, try new things. That's why they're always ahead. They're always ahead of the game. They're always the first to try this, always to, to, to roll out this feature and all that. That's not a secret. Everyone knows this. And People seem to use that all the time to attack Apple, right? Like Apple's not the first, <laughs> Apple's not the thing, but Apple never really claimed to be the first. What Apple does yeah. is they roll out features very slowly and deliberately, but arguably always much more buttoned down. You know what I mean? It's like, it's a little bit much more, more elegant. It's more elegant. It's a better experience in general. Except though, I, this actually, I want to hear your your thoughts on this. I I've heard terrible, terrible experiences with Stage Manager, and it's uh, something that I will probably never use. But have you been using it? I've been using the betas of macOS Ventura and iPadOS 16 uh, since inception. So Stage Manager, I have different opinions for different devices. So we'll start with iPad because that's what most people associate Stage Manager with. It's been incredibly buggy, but I enjoy the experience. So if it were to be completely refined, I think it would be a very, very good product. And I see it going that way beta after beta, but there's just so many bugs that it's hard to enjoy. However, mm. on macOS, Stage Manager isn't exactly revolutionary you can manage your windows and there's a bunch of different ways to handle that however for my workflow as soon as i started beta one of mac os ventura i have not turned off stage manager on my mac because everything organizes so well i have my my laptop display off to the right my main display uh front and center it's like when i edit videos i have final cut pro open here and then on my laptop display. I can literally just flick back and forth between my work messages, my B-roll that I can pull, uh, Safari, and it's all on a panel visually for me. So it's just super convenient. It's not a game changer, it's just a better way of organizing things for my workflow. So for Mac, Stage Manager, 10 out of 10, love it. For mm -hmm. iPad, I'm sure it could be a 10 out of a 10 one day. Uh, they just mm -hmm. really need to figure out these bugs. So to give people a little bit of context, um, Brady works as a creator for the JFL network. So he's always like working on all these different projects, which by the way, so this actually leads to my question. Do you think stage manager applies to you, to someone like you who who's, you're always creating different sort of like content and you don't necessarily have multiple screens. You have the MacBook and one screen. So you think stage manager is built for or is designed primarily for people who have limited um, screen real estate or is it just a really good app in general? Like what if I have multiple screens right now? Is it something that I would even consider? 
So that's a really good question. And actually, Craig Federighi uh, from Apple was asked a similar thing. And he blatantly said, stage manager isn't for everybody. Um, some people like the multiple desktops on one device approach. Some people like organizing their windows and flipping through. Uh, and if stage manager affects 10% of the people in their workflows, I'm happy. Which was kind of interesting for, for Craig to say that and from Apple's response, because usually Apple's like, oh, this feature, this new feature is the way. And they're actually acknowledging that this won't be everybody's favorite feature. Uh, for people like me, like you said, I really, really enjoy it because I, before I would have, man, like five to 10 windows open at once. And mm -hmm. even with multiple displays, it became a mess. And I'd have to flip back and forth between desktops. I couldn't see everything at a glance. And it just, it got mundane and I got lost in the sauce. So yeah. with this, I can see everything at a glance. When I need something, I can pick it up and pull it. I can organize things together. So like with Stage Manager, I'll have a messaging window. So I'll have um, Telegram, uh, iMessage, and Mail all in one stage. And then I can flick back to Safari and my B-roll. So when I pull assets. So it's just a much better way for me to organize things. And I think if you're the type of person that has multiple things open at once and needs that organization this is going to be an awesome asset i've also used this on the go when uh when i've been traveling and i've been editing just my macbook so no external display just a 14 inch screen and that in itself too is even more invaluable just because with the limited screen real estate i i further enhance and organize things it's it's a breath of fresh air for a old way of doing things uh, and again it's not for everybody yeah. but for somebody like me a plus love it i think that's a good way of putting it like a, a, a breath of fresh air because you're not necessarily changing anything i mean physical right like it's it's, no. it's the experience of the heart the software is bringing a different uh flavor into the mix essentially and I think it's a great idea. I just don't think it's something that I would ever try. Maybe I should. I mean, depending on what you say, because you, right now you said it's uh, it's in beta form and it's kind of buggy, but I have multiple screens everywhere, so it's like not necessary for me. And this is kind of like brings me to a, another thing that I kind of miss. When I first started doing or creating content, I was very reliant on my iPad Pro. I still have the first yeah. generation. I love that thing. And now I'm finding that I'm looking for reasons to use it because I still love it. Like, for example, if I if I were to finish a script and I wasn't at home, right, uh, I would definitely take my iPad Pro over my MacBook because it's so much easier to type on that little thing, even though the iPad Pro 12.9 inches is actually not really little, <laughs> still more portable, much easier to bring much more, much stealthier in a weird way like you don't weird look weird when you're in a coffee shop versus when you have like a full-on laptop i don't think uh, and uh, i not, think it's, a, it's a different thing, experience yeah. too because when you use the ipad you're almost like you're in a different mindset when you use that versus like when you bring along your macbook when you bring your mac like all right i'm working like i'm here for this reason i'm using this device for this reason with ipad it's such a different and versatile device like 
Sometimes it's a media consumption device. Sometimes yeah. it's maybe the script writing device. I like and what you said there. Yeah. Yeah. It's just a, it's a different experience and I'm the same way with my iPad. So I, I get you, Michael. It's, it's no, I like what you said because I never thought of it that way. It seems like when you're, when I'm bringing my MacBook, I am very much aware that I am capable of editing videos, editing podcasts, um, consuming media, uh, writing my script, design anything basically browse the web so when i open up my laptop it's like my thinking goes to what do i need to do so my brain is automatically scattered but with the ipad you're more intentional with your with the task that you are trying to complete using the ipad so you can either browse the web you can consume media or you can write and there's a couple of things and i think that's why i loved using it because when I open it up, I know exactly what I need to do. It's not, I don't get distracted by, I need to, you know, oh, I can edit videos or I can do this. And maybe that's why I stopped trying to find ways to make the iPad work like a computer because I know it's not, it's not a conventional computer. It's, 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 a, it's a powerful tool that can do a lot of things very specifically. So I've never looked at it that way, but I think that's why I liked it. I liked it because when I open it up, like I said, I knew exactly what I needed to do, and I can just focus on that one thing. That's great. I, I love that perspective. Speaking of um, of um, tasks and stuff, I don't know if uh, you've seen that video, but I can't stop raving about it, though. I, I made a video about the analog um, by Ugmunk. Have you seen that one? Mm, I don't it's, think it's, so. It's, I haven't seen that yeah, one. Yeah, it's, it's a very simple video that not a lot of people watch. But I'm genuinely happy with it. So Ugmunk is, for anyone listening, they are or not familiar. It's uh, I think the owner's name is Jeff Sheldon, and I remember very specifically when I first started my Instagram journey, he was one of the first people that I followed, and he kind of just became quiet on social media. Turns out he started his company, Ugmunk, U G M O N K. I think that's how you spell it. I don't really know what what it means. I think it's like an inside thing that amongst themselves why why they named the company that way. However, uh, anyway, so he started that company and they create um, desk accessories, premium, really nice. So I had the chance to try out one of their their products, which is the analog. And it's funny because when I saw it, I'm like, this is such a gimmick because it's literally just a fancy way of writing on. It's like post-its, right? So okay, I did. I did of, see that. I I know. Did you see that one? About, okay, yeah. yeah. I just didn't know the so, name of it. Oh yeah, because it, it's it's yeah. one of those things too that it's kind of weird to to say out loud. Like you say analog, then maybe you you can you'll recognize it, but the the name of the companies is so unconventional that not a lot of people know about it. So, so anyway, um, he a few months ago we we got connected through Instagram, and he's like, "Would you like to to try out the analog?" I'm like. Sure, I mean, I might as well. I've never tried it before. And dude, it's the thing that I use every day now. So it literally is just um, a nice wooden tray with some cards uh, underneath. And you can pull out the cards, you can stick them up so that you can see them because they're facing uh, your, your way. And you literally just write your tasks for the day. So people are saying, well, you can do this with um, uh, Post-its. Yes, you can do it with it, pretty much everything. But the, the point of this is you're making that experience a little bit better because it's a little bit more organized. It looks nicer. There's that satisfying uh, thing when you uh, 
shade off or one one of the circles when you complete a task. So it's 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 a product that I've been using every day ever since I got it, like maybe a month or two ago. And I thought that you'd like it. I thought I just thought I'd mention it because you've I don't know if you've seen that video, but it's a uh, it's something yeah. that I enjoy. Yeah, I really that really was like in it. your uh, Logitech video, wasn't it? It was in my Logitech video, yeah. but there were I I had a dedicated video talking about that one. So it's like okay, um, I don't think so I kind saw of the dedicated. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. But it, it's funny though that you bring that up because I remember seeing that probably about a year ago, and I think it was on Edward Lee's desk. Yes, I think it was yeah. on his desk. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's and a I remember very watching his video and yeah. being uh, captivated by that, and it, it's crazy because, like like you said, you could use post-its, you could have a notepad or a daily planner, but the elegancy of this and having it front and center in front of your face, it gives you that extra sense of motivation to actually complete those tasks. Yeah, which it, yeah, which is sounds silly, but we we're creatures of habit as humans. Mm-hmm. We mm-hmm. need something to engage us and motivate us to to do some of these things that honestly we just need to do (laughs) right yeah it's really just uh it's it's uh, you've read of the book you've read the book atomic habits yes right with james clear it's really that like we're teaching ourselves little things day you know every day little by little and you if you do actually do those little things so much can happen and so this is one of those products that kind of focuses on that just making sure it, it you're teaching yourself new habits. Like for example, this morning, yesterday, basically at the end of the day, I wrote down all the tasks that I need to get done today. And what the amazing thing was that as soon as I wrote everything down, my mind was completely blank. Like for the first time I was sitting, in, for the first time in a long time, I was sitting at home and not worrying about anything because somehow in the back of my head, I knew I wrote it down already and I don't have to think about it. So this morning when I woke up, I looked at my list. I'm like, oh, yeah, I got to get these things done. And so that pressure is off my shoulder. And for creators, especially you, Brady, I I can only imagine how busy you are because you're you're jumping from one project to the other. And I understand you're also in the middle of a move. Is that correct? Yeah. uh, Gosh, I have I have a lot going on right now. and I, I think I, I might actually pick up this product because I, I probably need it because I'm starting to get lost <laughs> in my own sauce. So, yeah, I'm balancing full-time work at JFL. I have like three or four different freelance projects and retainers going on right now. Uh, found out we're having twins and we're moving. So Congratulations. Yeah, Congratulations. Yeah, thanks. It, yeah, it's been a, a wild, wild few months. Um, and to circumnavigate all this has been uh, like – trying to climb uphill with my apple watch ultra (laughs) um it's been fun it's been a uh it's been a wild ride (laughs) so right now you're planning uh, obviously there's a lot more in the list that you need to get through right but one of the things that i know for a fact that you're trying to um plan for is your your working space in this new yeah place that you're moving to and so um brady and i have been texting a few you know, for the last few days, and we're like trying to figure out where the desk is gonna be. So it's gonna be an exciting thing. I can't wait to see what Brady comes up with in in terms of his space. I also understand Brady's looking for a desk. So if anyone's listening right now, if you have any recommendations, definitely hit him up, or or me, or Coffee Creators. Brady, what's your email, just in case? 
Uh, my email is bradykgn at gmail.com or uh, Instagram bradykegs, B-R-A-D-Y-K-E-E-G-S. There you go. So if you have any ideas or recommendations or if by, if by any chance you're a company who wants to um, sponsor Radio Desk, let me know or let us know. Um, but I also wanted to bring up, Brady, that um, or this topic, because this is what I wanted to talk about yesterday when I texted you. You know, us, we're, we're busy. We're busy people. And a lot of people who are listening to this are also very, very busy. That's a given. Like most people are busy. But um, especially you, when you're having twins and you're, you're working at a very, let's just say, it's not a job where you just sit down and type stuff and go home right it's it's not, not nothing like that so You're managing right. I, your I, I sit here and type at home <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly i know i kind of shot myself in the foot there <laughs> as i see brady's like you guys should see brady right now like he's so he looks so relaxed he just took a shower he's wearing his airpods he's just sitting at home I'm like oh it's a nice place to be but no i mean the thing is like how do we manage our our day how we manage our days in our work in our personal lives will ultimately affect how we feel mentally and physically. And so that's why in this space, I've revisited this topic so many times already, but it keeps popping up and it's all about anxiety. And that's the um, that's one of the things that, that really, I guess it never will leave me. It's just part of my life. It's part of my experience and it's all about managing it. So the reason I I was reminded of this, because this is a story I, I didn't tell Brady. I, I just texted him last night. I'm like, hey, are you free for a, for a quick conversation tomorrow? I want to talk to you about this specific topic because something pretty interesting happened to me yesterday. And so he's like, yeah, sure. So yesterday I was um, te- further testing out the Apple Watch Ultra and I was walking around. So it just so happened. Usually it's like at the right before lunch or right after lunch is when I go walking in my neighborhood. And it just so happened yesterday, I started early, I think around 8.30ish in the morning, I started walking around. And I saw this guy that I normally would see, you know, some of the days that I'm walking, I would just see him. I, I assumed that he worked somewhere and he was just like, he was just taking a smoke break or something like that. But yesterday I was on the left side of the sidewalk, basically um, going, you know, against traffic, right? That side of the sidewalk. And this guy was sitting across the street on one of the retaining walls on the the other side of the sidewalk. And so he was sitting under a tree and I already saw him as I was walking down the street. I saw him like in my periphery and I saw that he fell from the retaining wall. And it's a high retaining wall, it's like four feet. And so he fell and I was, cause I just saw him in the corner of my eye and I kind of chuckled and I was debating for a split second, I debated whether to look because I assumed that he just slipped and he was just being clumsy and he slipped and I didn't want to embarrass him by looking and laughing and acknowledging, you know, that he fell. But I had to look for, for a split second. I'm like, should I look? I should look. And I looked and he wasn't moving. And so I just got like, it's almost like time just stopped. And I jumped the, 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 like this little shrubbery, whatever. Didn't even look if there were cars. I probably should have looked because I was wearing AirPods or my Beats. Um, I jumped uh, on the thing, ran across the street. I was yelling, sir, are you okay? Whatever. And I got to him. He wasn't moving at all. I was standing right 
next to his head and he was like in a fetal position um and i was like yelling at him like sir are you okay are you okay because and i had the my my i was ready to dial 911 and then he started like twitching kind of and i said oh i think he's having a seizure so because i have family who's had seizures before uh so i'm you know it's not the first time i've seen one i just know that as long as they're not hurting themselves or whatever they're fine so he started moving a little bit and he was making that motion like he was kind of waving at me in a way that almost like signaling that he's okay so i gave him a moment i said are you okay and he started like kind of nodding his head and he started to try to say something so i was just giving him some time i made sure there was no blood or anything he looked fine he didn't look like he hit his head but he was definitely on the ground and he fell pretty um it's a pretty high retaining wall and he slowly got up and he was still trembling and he could he, his his arms were locked up and i was like okay i'm just right here i'm making sure that you're okay um can you stand up do you need help and he very slowly uh, started basically acknowledging my presence and he said he's okay so i gave him a few more beats he finally stood up and it's like amazingly it's like within 30 seconds from slurring and like his arms being locked up he suddenly relaxed and he started talking like a normal person like like nothing like nothing happened aside from the fact that his that like one side of his face is kind of dusty and with leaves on top of his head because of of the fall like he looks like he was like just standing there and so i asked him so are you like what happened are you fine just want to make sure before i leave you that you're completely fine and he's like okay well this conversation then started that i found out that he basically had a seizure because he suffers from severe um anxiety and ptsd from i guess his time in the navy and so i was like i didn't really know what to say other than kind of just like listen to him and wait for him to willingly offer um I guess uh, any any words because if he didn't want to talk about it, I definitely don't want to push him, right? But he tar he started talking about it. And he said that he just um, he had an accident a few days prior, and because of that accident, he had a, a, a head injury that seems to have not a few days, but a few weeks prior. But but I think his head injury has seems to have affected his uh, his anxiety even more, and so I, I found out that he lives somewhere in my neighborhood. And he has a one-year-old, and he just he is not working right now because he's still waiting for the VA to 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 get approval basically. But he also lost his license because um, of the accident. So what happened was he was driving, and for whatever reason he just lost consciousness, and he crashed his car. Thankfully, no one was with him. He's fine, but he definitely can't drive anymore. And so he basically was sitting outside trying to relax and I asked him so what's your method do you have hobbies is this what you usually do he said yeah I was I was just sitting under the tree listening to my he had earphones on and he was just trying to get through the day and he's I asked him what triggered his anxiety and he said a number of things like one would be sometimes his dogs would just start barking sometimes his one-year-old would just start crying obviously and sometimes he said he was driving with the family and he was in the passenger seat 
just the cars passing by kind of triggered it. So he's in a very uh, difficult situation. I asked him how he copes with it. He's like, I, you know, I've, I've managed to um, find ways. But right then and there, he was sitting. He was just literally sitting there and he just fell over. So after a while, um, I left him. I asked him if he needed assistance. He's like, no, I'm actually going to walk towards like a, there's like a clinic nearby. He said he has um, an appointment there and I asked him if it helped by talking about it. And he said he actually did. So it actually does help him when it, he talks about it. And so I basically just wished him well. I said, I might see you again because I, I walk here every day. If I do see you, wave um don't be afraid to say hi and i'll do the same thing and i went on my way so the the whole thing there well there are a couple lessons to me life lessons i guess or reminders is the fact that whenever i feel like i'm having it having a hard or difficult life i start to realize that i don't and i start to realize how fortunate i am to not be in a situation where I am completely incapacitated, right? Like I can't drive, I can't do anything, and I have anxiety, but it's nowhere near as bad as his, right? And I don't have PTSD. So it's one of those things that just, it reframes my perspective. And aside from having empathy for people who are going through stuff like that, I also have this new found appreciation for whatever my life is right now so i wanted to get your perspective on it brady i know you were also in the military you've probably seen a lot of like these um cases that are related to it you may have not um or maybe you've experienced something similar so i don't know just one of the things that i wanted to share with you and I, you know you were the first person i thought about once that happened that's why i texted you last night yeah um just wow it, and it, it goes to show like sometimes all somebody needs is someone to talk to um you know because with anxiety sometimes you feel alone and it's hard to bring these things up so when somebody finally asks you it's like you're able to let the floodgate out yeah um you know i i developed anxiety while i was in the military as well um nothing you know that severe or uh, no ptsd or any of that thankfully um but uh, it, for a while, it was pretty dark, and it took me a long time to, to figure that out. Uh, I remember uh, my early days in the military. Uh, I was having full-on, like, panic attacks at times, and it, it was tough. Uh, I had to find ways to, to cope with that and learn how to deal with that. Um, and I, I feel th this man's frustrations with the VA because the VA is terrible to not not all the VA clinics but most of them you can be waiting forever mm -hmm. um, fortunately enough for me like I had access to go to private health care uh, because my wife is a teacher so I'm on her health care now uh, <laughs> no more dealing with the VA for me thank God <laughs> but uh, the VA most of the time is as bad as it actually sounds and that's mm -hmm. that should be a question that every American asks our government, why is the healthcare system so screwed up? Not just yes. the, the veteran healthcare system, but like, honestly, <laughs> look at all these other countries offering free healthcare and different programs. And here we are paying astronomical rates just yeah. to get help. It's insane. Exactly. Now that, that's getting down a rabbit hole that I, we, we, we should revisit that sometime though. Yeah. yeah. We should revisit yeah. that. Um, but uh, yeah, like it, 
you know, like I said, in, in my early days in the military, I had, uh, you know, pretty severe anxiety. And even through present times, I, I remember probably about two, three years ago, um, as extroverted as I feel like I am and as I appear to the world, uh, I struggled with social anxiety and still do to, to a degree. Um, so there were times where I couldn't even go to the grocery store if it was busy, like in large crowds and like, I would get tense and shaky and feel like all eyes were on me. And it was just a, a, a tough thing to, to navigate through. And there, it, it took a lot of self-discovery, a lot of learning how to cope and realize who I am at my core. It took mm-hmm. a lot. Um, yeah. So, you know, obviously for this individual, he's, he has it a little bit more severe with PTSD than having that, that brain injury, that the anxiety leads to seizures. That's it. I can't even imagine it's crazy. how tough that is. It's yeah. crazy. I was like genuinely concerned, but he made it sound like it's part of his life, you know? And I think it really broke my heart to think about, like he said he had a one-year-old. He has a one-year-old. Yeah. And... You and I are, we have kids. And we, it's, some, it's, it's one of the topics that Brady and I try not to talk about because we will not stop talking about <laughs> children. <laughs> Never. But, yeah. yeah. But, um, it, you know, it, 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 it was, like, painful for me to hear stuff like that where whenever his kid starts crying, he would need to step out. So it's that detachment that kind of, I guess, spoke to me. Because to me, when I get anxiety... I actually prefer someone to be right by my side. You know what I mean? Like um, family, friend, whatever. And it's just that sense of security that everything's going to be okay. Right? Yeah, I'm, but for I'm him, the same way. Right? Yeah. yeah. For him, it seems like he needs to be away from people. That's why when we were talking, I was trying to make sure that my presence wasn't making it worse. I was just trying to see what he would prefer but he started talking so and i didn't even let him talk a lot like i the moment that i felt like there is a break in, in the conversation where he's he's starting to try to find things to talk about i basically that let him go i said okay well i don't want to waste uh, i mean i don't want to take up your your time if you're trying to relax but know that if you ever need help i'm just right here and you know that stuff because people are react to it very differently I've noticed that. I've, I've learned that. But you and I, I it, it seems like we share the same thing where sometimes all I need, like I remember when I had my pan, uh, a panic attack one time, uh, we were going to the pumpkin patch, actually. This was yeah, last year. And I was in the passenger seat and my wife was driving. And it's out of the blue. Out of the blue. I just had a panic attack. I think I saw a line of cars right in front of us. And whatever it was, that kind of triggered it. It's like feeling being stuck that uh, that triggered it. And suddenly, like, this wave of anxiety just washed over me. And I started to panic a little bit. And I told my wife, I said, I'm having a panic attack right now. And for those who have not experienced it or don't know anyone who has it, they don't, when you say panic attack, they, you, you don't necessarily see something physical happen to them. Sometimes they're just quiet. Like me, it, I was just like sitting there staring out, but in my head, it felt like a war zone. It felt like the world was spinning like crazy. And so when I told my wife, he said, she said, um, what can I do? And I just said, I just need you to be here and make sure that I'm okay. 
and she luckily she started like and she knows i like cars she knows she, she i like talking about cars so she goes hey what's that new car over there like i've never seen that one before i kind of like it and i know for a fact that she's not really that into cars but she kind of just wanted to humor me so she's like this is that the new whatever and that got me off the the thing and because i found myself talking about it and explaining to her oh yeah this is the new whatever and I, <laughs> the reason i i realized that i was fine was when she started like getting bored <laughs> with the stuff that i was saying she's like okay stop talking about cars but it got my mind <laughs> off of the, the 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 panic and suddenly i was back into a, a, a normal state so i think for those of you, if you've never experienced it before, or if you don't know anyone, you know, sometimes that can help. You can just ask them what helps them. And if you're going through it, like if you're listening to this and you're trying to manage it, there are different ways. Like um, if you have a hobby, if you can focus on that one thing, like whether, whether it's just like doodling, writing, just focus on that one thing, try to quiet your mind. And also this conversation happened with the guy when I was walking, he said that he uses a mindfulness app, which I do every day. Which again, here's another uh, review for the Apple Watch Ultra. It's it's on the the Ultra, and I use it when when I'm after my walks. Even though I feel fine, it's a daily practice that will eventually. It's like a muscle, right? You you do it every day, and you improve ever so slightly every day. So I'm learning to focus more. I'm learning to to quiet down my mind, and so that hopefully I can manage my anxiety even even better. So yeah. And see, for, for me, uh, what, what helps me, um, you know, like, like how I mentioned, I, <laughs> between full-time job, freelance stuff, moving, new children, current children, um, <laughs> it's, it's been a lot on me. And then I, I also feel like I'm cooped up in my house because I work from home. So I'm here like all hours of the day. And what I started doing to manage that anxiety of just like the stress, the the claustrophobia is I started going on walks. So every during the summer when it got bright earlier, like 5 a.m., I would go on three mile walks in the morning, listen to a podcast or something. And then it kind of tapered off a little bit uh, just because, you know, the time times are changing. It was getting brighter later. Um, so I, I took a little bit of time off. and I started to recognize the anxiety, claustrophobia and those feelings coming back. So um, I found a good audiobook that I wanted to listen to, and uh, I start going after I drop my daughter off from school now. So it's like 7.30 a.m. It's bright. I, I don't feel like I have to wake up super early, and then I walk or run uh, four or five miles. And just, just to be outside, breathe the fresh air, and be in that mindset of I have nothing holding me back. I'm just walking. I'm enjoying the outdoors. When I get home, I get home. That has been... A massive, massive change mentally and physically for me. It's yeah. just incredible. Like, it, yeah, I, f I feel so much better every morning when I come back from that. This really speaks to how society is now today. I feel like, especially with technology, we get so busy with all the stuff that's right in front of us that we start to ignore the basics of of just focusing on one thing and walking. Yeah, you don't have to run, right? Like, you can just literally just walk and not be focused on anything else other than that task at hand is actually very, very, um, it can do a lot of things for you in a, in a very positive way. Someone even said that don't feel the need to listen to something. It's totally okay to just walk 
and um, listen to nature. And this was actually my favorite part of that. This podcast is starting to turn into like the Apple Watch <laughs> Ultra Review <laughs> because <laughs> because it really is my favorite part of the the Ultra. So I have the cellu- cellular service of the Ultra because I wanted to try it out. And I've le- I've started leaving my phone every time I go on my walks and my workouts. And the habit of reaching for my phone, oh, it's so hard to shake off like the first yeah. few days because oh, yeah. I think about it and I'm like, why do I need to reach out, you know, to, to go grab my phone? And it's really just to check social media. And you're piling on stuff that you don't need. You know, I don't need to check, check social media. No one's sending me messages or whatever. It's fine. Or even if someone were, I can check it when I get home. I have this hour for myself. Let me enjoy it, right? And so the Apple Watch has been that, like my social media detox. And it's awesome. Yeah. And so the one thing, it was so difficult in the beginning because it's like you're distracting yourself because you don't want to just be walking. And now I'm like, this is so nice to actually just walk, not listen to anything, just enjoy whatever. And you'll also find that you will be more, um, or at least for me, I am more uh, inclined to interact with people when I'm not on any device. Like any people who, it's usually the younger generation, obviously, when you're walking and you see them, they're all looking down, looking at their phones. No one wants to interact with each other. But the older generation, like the older people that are walking in my neighborhood, they're smiling, saying good morning. And it's such a different feeling. And I cannot stress that enough. Like if you are feeling overwhelmed, try to do that walk not even without earphones or headphones but like what brady does i do that all the day all the, all the time as well listen to something but i think the point is like enjoy that one task enjoy that one thing because it can really help you help you de-stress absolutely yeah it's so many benefits and it this is slightly off topic but i started to laugh about it because i remembered it uh when you mentioned listening uh, or going going and doing something without listening to anything like in complete silence <laughs> uh for the listeners michael and i have talked about this plenty of times where it's like hey man have you ever felt so stressed that you get in the car and you just <laughs> drive for miles <laughs> in silence with nothing on the radio like a psychopath and we're like, yep. <laughs> yeah, that's Brady. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So sometimes, sometimes you need that. You just got to be with yourself and your thoughts. It, you that's totally okay. <laughs> need to do that. I, I actually did this a few days ago. Um, my wife was uh, telling me, I had, a, I, had a, I had a block of, like, I think I had an hour out of the day that I just happened to have nothing to do, which is very rare. It's starting to become less rare now because I'm starting to incorporate that in my life. It's very important for you to realize that you don't always have to do everything at all the time. Like, be productive, but not to the point where you don't have time for yourself. And so I had like that hour, and I said, I'm gonna drive around, I'm gonna go get something. But even that idea of having a task, just because I have that block of hour that I needed to do something, right, kind of messed me up in the head. And so what I ended up doing, I started driving around the, this old neighborhood where I first lived in when I first moved to San Diego. And I came back, my wife's like, so where'd you go? I'm like, nowhere. I just took the side streets, the back roads and drove aimlessly. I didn't even have a location. I didn't have a time or a location. I just drove around because that sense of not having to be somewhere at a certain time is so freeing. And so I gave myself that 
satisfaction to just enjoy that freedom. It's so, so nice. I'm hoping that, you know, the things that we're sharing today, Brady, are somewhat helpful for anyone who's listening, especially for creators out there. The, the creators out there, I, I know it's extremely busy nowadays, especially with how the this industry is booming. This industry's coming up. It's it's crazy. So just be mindful. I know it gets exciting, busy, especially around this time of the year. And there's brand deals and collaborations, or even just work in general gets really, you know, crazy. Take a moment and just kind of um, realize or recognize where you are and that you also have basic needs, which is you know, time for yourself, time to quiet down, yes. time to be silent. And that's totally necessary, I think. And if anything, if you even if the tips that we're talking about, the things that we do don't help, if anything, anxiety and stress can feel like a very lonely place. Take this as you're not alone. We're all dealing with it in one way or another, just trying to survive. So it's normal. It happens. Just keep, keep yourself grounded. Find your way whether that's coping by going on a walk or going on a drive, whatever brings you back down to earth, metaphorically, um, mm -hmm. just know you're not alone and take care of yourself because w without taking care of yourself, you can't take care of the people you love. That's why like on airplanes, they tell you put on your mask first before your child's because if you get knocked out, you can't take care of your child. Exactly. So, you know, even if you don't have kids, you don't have a wife, it's you and your dog or you and your cat or maybe not even that. Maybe you are, you know, single, you're on your own making this happen. Take care of yourself at the end of the day because your own health and your own mental well-being is way more important than anything else in the world. You're, yep. You'll finish your, your work. You'll do the chores. It's going to happen. But your own sanity in your own breath and well-being you, you can't that, that's much harder to to rein back in but if you can get a grasp of it and continually be mindful of yourself and take care of yourself you're going to be in a much better position absolutely absolutely hey you can even think about it this way if you feel like because sometimes i know the feeling is that sense of guilt like, oh, do I really have to take care of myself? Someone else needs to be taken care of. Think of it this way. You are better, you will be in a better position to help others if you are at 100% versus hobbling over, you know, at like 60%, 40%, or not, not even that, maybe even 70% if you feel like you're still fine. You're just going to be much more effective as a human being if you are... Um, feeling good yourself so that saying old saying um you can't pour from an empty cup right can't yeah. make other people happy if you're not happy can't make you can't bring joy if there's no joy in your life so that sort of thing anyway well brady this has become a very philosophical um <laughs> topic i enjoy it though i, I enjoy topics like this yeah so it's great having you i know it's uh it's quite a busy day for you you're probably just getting started but i just wanted to say thank you again for spending time with me this past hour to just chat about things i would love to have an update once you start moving and um yeah let's see what what that that new workspace is gonna look like again oh yeah you guys have any leads let us know let brady know and follow him on social media um 
but yeah, Brady, do you have anything else that you wanted to share before we end this podcast? Oh man, I don't know. I, I, we already did a deep dive on on our feelings, so <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Th- thanks everyone for for listening, and uh, just know you're not alone. You know, we're all here. We're all all trying to make it and survive and be the best we can. So. Yeah. Coffee with creators, go team. Coffee with creators. Here, here you go. Oh, by the way, yeah, I, I want you to plug in your um your podcast. You you have your own oh, podcast yeah. now, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I have my own podcast. We're maybe like fifteen episodes deep or something. Uh, it's Creative Born, and the podcast. If this is probably the first to hear it, is developing deeper than just a podcast. It might. be may or may not become a full-on media agency Whoa. which is also something i'm juggling and is on my plate right now so brady yeah brady's gonna yeah. be so busy we won't see him ever again <laughs> so yeah that it's, it's been fun too but it's it's uh yeah so on, on creative born we talk about like photo and video tips um for creators just starting out how to build their portfolios um how to find the right gear does gear really even matter and we're bringing on we just brought on our first guest i think two weeks ago and uh yeah so it's more so along the lines of how to set yourself up for success from the beginning as a creative professional so there you go yeah Yeah. it's been fun i am like 10 episodes behind (laughs) that's okay i I have to listen yeah (laughs) No, and I got my listen. podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm behind Brady. I'm going to start listening today with my walks. But anyway, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. If you want to reach out, uh, you can email us at coffee or coffee with creators podcast at gmail.com. I need to work on that, but maybe I don't have to because people are used to it. But follow us on social media, coffee w creators on Instagram. And the YouTube channel is kind of at a standstill right now. I'm not even sure if this is going to be published as a video podcast because Riverside has been giving me issues. Just in case you're wondering if there's no video. If there is, then it's great. Anyway, so I'll see you guys again next week. Thank you for watching and take care of yourselves.